Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Alm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Holm. On this show, we usually interview amazing, badass real estate investors. And today we have a special guest. She's not a real estate investor, but she's definitely badass. And she's the founder and CEO of Unstoppable Woman, Amira Alvarez is a global coaching company helping entrepreneurs, empire builders, athletes, creators, and rising stars in all fields achieve their dreams and goals in record time. She's somebody who has quantum leaped in her finances. She went from barely making six figures to over 700,000 in one year, and then on to seven figures. And this is in an industry where so like 90% of coaches don't even crack $25,000 a year and she's making seven figures. So she knows exactly the tactical strategies and mind shifts that are required to get out of your own way, live life on your own terms and master the art of achieving any goal you set your mind to. So normally I only interview female real estate investors on this show, but I have her here because, you know, as Tony Robbins says, success is 20% strategy, but it's 80% psychology. Your psychology is the thing that makes the biggest difference. And so many people have crappy psychology, excuse me, my French, but they don't necessarily have the psychology for success. And so I wanted to invite Amira here to share some of her genius and brilliance to help us all shift in a way so that we can quantum leap um, because who doesn't want to quantum leap? And wherever you are, there's always like a next level. So, um, Welcome, Amir. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm honored that you said, yeah, come on, even though you're not a real estate investor. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, we had a conversation and she was just sharing this way of really like shifting around money and finances that would be really helpful to bring to this community. So I'm super excited. But before we go into like more specifics about how people can do that, I would love for you to share your story. So how did you go from, you know, low six figures to over $700,000 in a year? Yeah, it's still a little bit of a pinch me kind of experience to tell the story because it's pretty like that. I look back on it and I go, wow, that really happened. Okay, awesome. And wow, that really happened. So a little bit about my background. There are a lot of rags to riches stories. I am not the rags to riches stories. I'm the nice, solid middle class to quantum leaping your income story. Okay. And I think it's important to frame it that way because for me, I was the good student. I was the hard worker. I was the diligent employee. I always did my best. I played life by the rules, you know, go to a good school, go to a good college, get good grades. Uh, work hard, dot your I's, cross your T's, you'll get ahead. And that was my MO. That was like, I bought that story. And there's a lot of truth to it. It's not a complete and outright story. But what I found was I got to a certain level where I had crossed that mythical six-figure mark, which felt really good in my own business. 
And yet I was working 10, 12, 14, 16 hour days, right? That whole gamut of just work harder, put, throw everything at it. That was my strategy, to be honest. Like I was taking all the business courses and I was learning all the things that I needed to do. And I just kept trying to do it as fast as I could and without stopping. Like I had this urgency, but it was very... I call it the spaghetti approach. I just kept throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what would stick. I didn't understand what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. And, and at some point, I realized this was not sustainable, right? Like I could not work double my hours to double my income, much less five times my hours to five times my income. Like it was just an impossible math equation. So then I had to think, well, how are the people out there doing it that have the same amount of time in the day? Like everyone has an even playing field around time. So how are they doing it? Like I looked at, you know, the Richard Branson's, the Oprah Winfrey's, the Beyonce. Like there are like people out there who are slaying at a totally different level, even than than me right now, right? Like they're just a different level. And I thought, well, they had to have started someplace. And how did they get from here to there? Okay. And I knew that there had to be a better way, but that probably most people didn't understand it because if most people did, we would be getting those kinds of results. So my way probably wasn't the way that success happens at that level. And I had to really kind of do a little flip in my brain because I thought the way I had always been doing it, like I had bought that, that was the right way, that that was how success was going to come to me. And yet I wasn't able to get leverage. So... That's the first piece. I had some urgency around being overwhelmed and not being able to actually grow in the way I wanted to grow. And then, quite frankly, I went to a seminar and I heard someone on stage say, you can make your annual income your monthly income. And I was like, normally, all my spidey senses would go up and be like, oh, that's a bunch of BS. You know, like, who is this person? But the person on the stage who ended up, I ended up hiring as my mentor had such clean energy and there was nothing disingenuous about what he said. And then he said, and you can be a millionaire in one year. And I was like, huh? I had never conceptualized either of those things as a possibility for me. Like, the first thing was like, that's possible. Like that was not in my worldview, okay? My worldview was work really hard for a long, 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 long time. And then maybe you could have something like that. And I was like, yeah. And that really like my, all the cells in my body were like, and you know what, Monique? That year I made my annual income, my monthly income, okay? In fact, I made it in two days, which right? Like that just is crazy. And I will tell you that first year I did not make a million dollars. I was shooting for a million dollars. I did have, I was like, okay, I'm going to bite. I'll bite. I'll believe. Right. Sure. Let's go for it. And I made 700 K. I didn't make a million. Okay. I'm sure you weren't sad about it. You know what? The honest, (laughs) I'm embarrassed about this, but I share it all the time because it's the truth. There was like two or three days at the end of the year where I was like, in tears. I was so disappointed. I'd worked so hard. I wanted it so badly. And then I woke up and I was like, don't be an entitled, you know what, look at what's <laughs> happened. And then I realized like the truth is this totally amazing. 
And I went on to reach my goal and all of that. So that was great. But yeah, that's where it started. Amazing. And I love that. And often it is that paradigm shift that makes that big difference. And it was, you know, I had the similar situation in real estate when I just was thinking that the biggest thing I could do was take fourplex and then get another fourplex and then another one and then grow and you get the little greenhouse. And then somebody said, oh, no, you can bring a group of investors together and get 100 or 200 units. <laughs> like, what? That's impossible. And then right. in a year, I went from two doors to over a thousand. So quantum leaps are possible when you have that paradigm shift. Totally. And what's interesting about that story, Monique, is that like someone had to tell you it was possible. Like we're in this, we're kind of like horses with blinders on. Like our stories, our paradigms, our beliefs, our upbringing, our conditioning keep us looking like this. And if we're open, you know, we're doing the personal growth, we're learning, we're invested in learning. Like at least I had a mindset around learning. Like I was appreciative of learning. Someone comes up and says something like that to you. And if you're open and you're willing, then it will land. And then it's up to you to actually go execute on it, right? There's a lot of steps after that. There's still steps, but but just knowing it's possible. I mean, it's partly why I do this show because when I bring women in who are doing incredible things, other people who are listening who didn't even realize this was possible for them are like, wait, that's a thing? (laughs) You can do that? That's amazing. Yeah. You could make your, and I love this, you could make your monthly income, I mean, your yearly income in a month. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's really powerful when that happens. All right. So why do you think so many people get in their own way? There's so many aspects of this, but it fundamentally comes down to the paradigms or the belief structure, the conditioned thinking that we have around how we see the world. So. I don't know if you talk about this a lot on the show or not, but if you... Not so much on the show. It's definitely something I teach in my courses, but yeah, not on the show very much. Well, let me give a little mini lesson on it to frame yeah. it. Then I'll, talk, then I'll answer specifically like, you know, the kinds of things that show up for people that stop them. So fundamentally, when we are children, our security, our survival, like actual life, death, survival is based on getting love from our caregivers. These are generally speaking our mother or our father, but it could be our grandparents or whoever's raising us, okay? And if that love is not consistent, we know instinctually that our security is at risk because we're 100% dependent on other people when we are a child, small, for food, shelter, safety. And so let's say you are five or six and you want to play with your toys instead of get ready to go to school. Okay. And your mother, who knows that if you go to school, you'll be educated and good things will happen and all that stuff, right? Is like, hurry up, hurry up. Third time she loses her cool and she yells at you. Now, you want to be playing with your toys. That's your big desire in life at that moment. But your security person has just cut off the love. And you map in your mind, I can't have what I want because it will make other people mad at me. I will not just that they will be bad at me, but I will lose that love and my life will be in danger. Black and white. Okay, like oil and water, 
totally like there's no two ways about it. And so what happens is that we start mapping these kinds of meanings for ourselves. And they were useful for survival when you were a child because they taught you how to continue to get love, okay, and thus security. But they don't work as a full grown adult. What happens is that we stop owning our desires. We start saying things like, having what I want is bad, right? Like we have mixed double binds about whether it's okay to claim our big desires in life. Like, and the stories that end up coming up are like, I can't do that because I need to take care of my family and my kids. I won't have time. Or I can't do that because my partner, husband, wife will feel alienated, right? I can't do that. And then there's all these rational reasons. I don't have time, but really it's not, I don't have time. It's that you think you're going to lose love, safety, or belonging in some fashion, okay? There's some fear there that keeps you from claiming what you want and doing the thing that's going to get you where you want. And if you can unpack that, and this is really the specialty that I have, which is helping people see that blind spot for themselves, because it is a blind spot. It's this place where intellectually you can see it in other people. You might get the intellectual idea when I describe it here. But for yourself, you're running a program that you cannot see. Because if you saw it, you would have changed it and you would be getting different results. But your results always show you exactly your level of awareness and your belief structure. Always. Okay? So it requires someone to help you see that blind spot. Otherwise, you just keep playing out the same thing over and over and over. So good. Yeah. And there are so many... I mean, everybody has some blind spots. But the, I love how you talk about the results you see is you know, reflective of your beliefs about what's possible for yourself. And why do you think it's important to have big goals? Because, you know, like both of us, once we saw a new vision for our lives, a new possibility, we were able to create amazing things. So what do you think that's important? Yeah. The way I teach this is that there are three types of goals. There are this sort of sideways goal, okay, which is like, I've done this, and this is an equivalent level goal. Okay, it's just a a step to the side, but it's not growing your capacity at all. Okay, then there's a second type of goal, which is a step goal. It's like if you made 100K last year and you say you want to make 125 or 130, it's a stretch. It's It's like a step up, but it's not, I should say it's a step up, but it's not a giant stretch. Okay, it's something significant. But it's not going to radically change how you show up. You could probably achieve that by doing much of the same things that you've already done. And it's here and there, right? Yeah. There's a third type of goal, and it's called a stretch goal. And it's when it's, you'll get a divine download, right? You're like that thing that says, oh, I really want that. And then instantaneously, the other part of your brain starts scrambling it and says, no, how are you going to do that? That's impossible. That's crazy, right? Like it's this instantaneous thing. And I always tell people, no, stop right there. What was it that you originally said that you wanted? Okay. And we always know, we go into denial about it, 
but we always know it's in your secret thoughts. It's in that space when I ask someone, well, what do you really want? And it's like so clear for them. Okay. And, you know, I told my story, I was like, wow, I want to make a million dollars this year. Like it was so clear, right? Like that sounded great. And there was nothing ambiguous about that. And then I was like, is that going to happen? Like, I don't know how to do that, right? Like, they're all the hows come in. But that first thing, if you can latch onto that and it's exciting enough for you, so you have to latch onto it. You have to ignore the voices. You're going to tell those voices in your head, I'll deal with you later. Okay. Give me three days. I'll deal with you later. Okay. And you're just going to like be like, yeah, that's what I want. That is what I want. And it's going to be so big and scary, but also exciting. Okay. And it needs to be that juicy, that exciting to have enough oomph behind it, enough draw, enough magnetism behind it that you will do what it takes to move through all the fears because the fears are going to come up. The challenges are going to come. Okay. I still have challenges in my business, right? Like it's not like you get to a certain place. And suddenly, no challenges. Everything's perfect. Let me. You, all, you always have problems. You just want to have better problems. So yeah. <laughs> it's like there's always a problem. And then there's like there's a how do I keep a roof over my head problem? And then there's like I have a problem. Like do I buy this thing or that thing or both? All right, like that. There's problems, but they're different levels of problems. You want better problems. Absolutely. And yeah, this the thing in business. There's always going to be challenges. Okay. Because if you're doing it right, you're always going to be in growth. Like I'm always in growth. My clients are always in growth. We're always going for that next level. When you're going for that next level, inherent in that is the fact that you haven't done it yet. Okay. It's the next level. And so there's going to be a learning curve. There are going to be challenges there. The trick is figuring out how to intro, how to use your mental faculties to look at them differently. So they're no longer problems, but they are just the thrill of doing business and that you move through it that way instead of constantly hitting a wall, which is what I was doing initially. Yeah. So let's talk about money because I feel like people have... Well, I know people have things around money. It's it's almost a separate category in a lot of people's brains. Why do you think it's so hard for people to make money like what is for so many people some people have that they're just the natural genius around it and it's easy but a lot of people they are very blocked around money and um why do you think it's so hard for people so there's a lot of different ways to approach answering this question fundamentally it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of our upbringing i often take people through an exercise to look at what their story, what their environment was telling them about money when they were growing up. Did your parents say things like money doesn't grow on trees or money is the root of all evil or money doesn't buy happiness? That last one always gets me like, of course, money doesn't buy happiness. Who believes that? Right. (laughs) And yet people throw that out as a reason or to not act in this world, to not go after what they want. And money is not there are happy people who are poor. There are happy people that are rich. There are miserable people who are poor and there are miserable people that are rich. It's not the mechanism for happiness. And yet we have all these cultural stories around money. You know, it's greedy. Don't be greedy. Selling is... Of all evil. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that last one, money is the root of all evil, is a big one. And, and there's a lot of that, not for everyone, but a lot of people were brought up to believe that money is evil and contradictory to God, right? To um, positive Yeah. And so that's a big conflict for people in their, their minds, in their hearts, because why would I want to be the opposite of God? Okay. Like, even if it's not a conscious belief, there's an unconscious discord there. And there's a whole unpacking process around that. But fundamentally, the, what I help people see is that money is a tool. God, spirit, source, the universe is for more life for expansion. You're on this planet to live out your purpose to help expand the world. And in order for you to live out your purpose and expand the world and do this good work in this world, you need the money to do so. You need the mechanism, the resources, the means to do that. Okay. If you are constrained, I don't have a roof over my head. I don't know where my next meal is coming from. I can't hire that person on my team. I can't purchase that new suit or dress or clothes that's going to make me feel like a million bucks when I go in to make my presentation. If you are constrained in any way because of finances, you are constrained in your ability to do your work in this world, which in my perspective is the work of spirit, right? It's the work. It's what we were all placed on this earth to do. And not in a religious sense by any means from my perspective, but in just like this is we're here for more life. And if you're constrained because you don't have the means, that needs to be solved for. So good. That's why I have my, so my big crazy mission is, or big goal is to help 1 million women create financial freedom through real estate investing, which does like, you know, a lot of voices came up and it drives me, but it's because of, you know, that financial freedom for women is not because, you know, everybody have a private jet or closets full of like, Manolo's, that it's because that I, I believe that when women have money, everybody, but especially women, I feel like they're, you know, then they're unleashed to go and share their gifts in the world. And then we can make the difference that we we're born to make. And when that financial, like the money piece is like, sort of like, it doesn't matter. It's coming in, it's supporting your lifestyle. You don't have to worry about it. You're not working because you have to. You work because you're passionate about what you're doing and you're drawn to it. So money is a tool, it's a vehicle. Mother Teresa says it takes a checkbook to change the world. And, but just like, I feel like it's, money is, yeah, it's a it's valuable tool. Um, but it's something that I so desire women to be able to have like handled and nailed. Absolutely. I mean, it's so essential. If you are spending your energy your mental, emotional energy, wondering how to work your finances, that's mental, emotional energy you're not putting into your work in this world. Yeah. So really, if you look at it that way, you are doing a disservice to this world if you don't get your finances handled. Okay? Like you're actually like doing the opposite of your mission, right? In my language, you're not doing God's work, right? You're not doing your work in this world. You're doing the exact opposite, even though you thought you were being money was or the root spiritual, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> not having money. Yeah. 
That's my perspective on it. Yeah. I love that. So gosh, this has been such a great conversation. Let's come. We're we're wrapping up. So you help people and create these big visions and goals that they have for themselves. How can people connect with you? So yes, my big mission in life is to help women become unstoppable, which means tell me what you want and let's go for it. Some people tell me that they you know, want to make a million bucks or 2 million bucks or whatever the financial goal is. Some people tell me that they want to win an Oscar. Some people tell me they want to be horseback riding champion of such and such, right? Whatever your big stretch goal is, tell me what it is or tell me you want to find out what it is and I'll help you sort that out and then get there. That's my... I close... I help people collapse time. So close the gap on time so they can do what feels impossible in a much shorter period of time. And the resources that I would point people to would be to go to the unstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And we have a ton of things there. We have um, links to our podcast. We have links to our morning mindset club, which is a total program that currently we're doing at no charge that helps people really get the mental aspect of success. And that would be a great resource. And there's a ton more on that page. So that's where we'll share. We'll share the link from the show notes. Perfect. All right. So now it's time for our famed end of show Trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude and a desire. So what is one brag you have? What are you celebrating? You know, my brag is that I have built an incredible company that I love. And I have an amazing group of women on my team. And I am so thrilled to have this loyal, amazing group of women working with me on this mission. Because, you know, I remember when I was starting off, it was so challenging to get good help and like how come it was so hard and like I was doing everything myself. And I am just. I'm very proud of the fact that I've created a culture of strong, smart, go-getter women who are having a fabulous time and laughing and joking and growing themselves in the container of our business. So well bragged. And what's one thing you're grateful for? Well, I'm grateful for that for sure. But you want a new one. Okay, let me think about that. You know, right now I'm grateful to be alive and healthy and have abundant energy. And here's an aspect to that that I'll be more specific around. I am so grateful to have control over my mental faculties because I used to be someone who was so like driven by outside circumstances. Things would happen and I would get, you know, I'd start having the conversations in my head or like blaming people or, you know, being like, I didn't do that wrong. And like, I was just thrown asunder by everything that was coming at me from the outside world. And I have absolute 100% control over my responses now. And I am so extraordinarily grateful for that. That even better than all the money, right? Because that to me is true freedom. Like, I, like that's what brings me the happiness. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. And what's one thing you desire? I want a lot of different things. So let me see if I can choose. Um, (laughs) I love a good desirous woman. (laughs) Yeah. Well, right now I've been, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I just moved here 
year ago. And I know it's crazy. I just moved here, but I have in my mind's eye that I'm living on the beach in Florida. And that's my next desire. It's funny because I've helped so many women find their perfect house, move to Florida, buy the apartment on the Upper East Side, whatever it is. Like, I think there's something, you're in real estate. There's something about women and their environment, their houses. It's like, we dream about it. We start playing with it. We start imagining it. And it's so, like, it's so important to our nesting. So anyways, I do have this vision that's dropping in now about my tropical beach house. In Florida. All right. Well, so, so shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine. That's Thank a great you. and in perfect way. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. That was such a fun conversation. I love this stuff and it's so important. And I truly hope everybody who's listened has expanded in terms of what they can see is possible for themselves. I want you to have it. I want you to be abundant. And um, yeah, I think our what we desire desires us. And it's what we're meant to be and have and do. So thank you for that inspiration and yeah, this beautiful interview. So you can find Amira at unstoppablewoman.com, theunstoppablewoman.com. And uh, you can reach me at reigoddesses.com. And there you can join our community of amazing real estate investing goddesses from all over the country and around the world. And also join our investor club to find out about passive investing opportunities and definitely subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and, and comment and rate us and be back next week for another real estate investor goddess interview. Have a great week. Bye-bye. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events as well as to access other resources. Until next time.